0: How is everybody doing today? Are you all ready? Yes. Can I ask all of you to all the campuses to stand up, all the microsites. San Isidro, San Marcos, City Heights, El Cajon. Microsites, all the people watching online, let's give all those people a big hand out there. God bless you all. Uh, years ago I was at Donovan State Prison getting ready to minister to uh, one of the yards. and. Uh, Right before I went out to speak, um, the presence of God just came over me, and God said, "I want you to tell those uh, guys that I love them." And I said, "Well, God, it's in my sermon. I'm going to get to that, you know, kind of like in five minutes in or something like that." (laughs) He said, "I don't care about your sermon, homie. I want you to, I want you to tell them that I told you to tell them that I love them." Said, "Those are my guys." I had plans for their life. Uh, the devil got in their life. I want you to tell them I love them. Uh, so I was standing over here this morning um, and I was thinking about what I'm going to say. And God wanted me to tell you something. He wants me to tell you to trust Him. Amen. Trust Him. We've been talking about prayer since January. And it's easy to view our time here as church and to view this as the sermon. That you hear, feel good, okay, and then go. It's not like that for me, okay. That that hopefully, if if I don't feel like God spoke to me something, I can't. It's very difficult for me to be up here, anywhere. And I want you to come expecting that God spoke to me. And in the least, even if He didn't, He's going to speak to you, and He's going to tell you something that He wants you to do. But you got to trust Him. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything if you don't trust Him. If you don't let Him do something in your life. So I want to challenge you to trust Him. I've been asking you to pray every single day. Right, trust him and pray every single day. And and as in every week, every series, every week in this series, I've been giving you a lesson plan that you can use to guide your prayers every single day. Today is no different. And so, God just wanted me to tell you to trust him. Okay, don't hesitate to give everything to him. Amen. Uh, Let's get on our knees, real quick. We haven't done that in a while. Get on your knees. Oh Lord. Oh Lord, I know you're not doing this at work, so (laughs) Lord, you are so good. Holy Spirit, you are so good. I pray that uh, we would let you speak to us and that we would listen. We know you're talking, so I pray we listen and we hear you, and I pray that your small, still voice would break through all the clutter in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. As you get up, say hi to someone next to you or near you. As you get up. Hey, let's see your Bibles, let's see your Bibles on three. One you did good. You did good. You did good. You did good. You, did good. you didn't. <laughs> I'm paying attention. On three, one, two, three, say word. word. Very good. Let's turn to John chapter 14, John 14. We're gonna have communion today. We're gonna to talk about the Holy Spirit today. Amen. Everyone say Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. We, declare we declare that you are here. Very good, very good. Uh, Whenever I go to the airport, if I'm going to check a bag, sometimes we go in and there's this little uh, self-serve kiosk where you go and put your ticket number in and your whatever information and then you got to get your boarding pass and then you can get your um, claim ticket for your bag. I don't even know what they call it, the thing you put on your bag so when it comes out the other side you get it. And I don't really have a lot of patience for that. If I'm with my wife, I have her do it. But I just melt down what I have to do that kind of stuff and I can't follow directions and I'm too rushed and then they start you over and I'm like hot, right. Or if I go to the grocery store and they have a self-checkout. I-, I want a human. I want to talk to somebody. We're going to share a laugh. I'm going to ask you where you're from. Do you go to church? I, I need interaction. Can I get amen? amen? I need someone to help me. And I want to, you know, and, and I like to talk, so I like to interact, and I have in, uh, interpersonal relation and connection. I can't deal with a machine. And I'm not, I'm not machine. I'm not machine phobic. I don't really have. I'm not. It's not that I don't like machines. I just like people. Um, who has God sent to us to help us to pray? <laughs> the Holy Spirit. God, very good. God has sent the Holy Spirit to help you pray. He's not giving you a machine. He's giving you a person. A person with whom you can laugh, have a relationship with, hear from, interact with, talk, be encouraged by. Someone who has ideas and thoughts about your life, plans for your life, answers to your questions. The Holy Spirit. So we've been doing this series called Dialed In, which means that we're, when you pray, you're dialing into a conversation that's happened in the heavenly realm anyway. You're not just making stuff up. You're dialing in and joining a conversation that God's having about you. And last week in this series, the series has been like since January, last week we introduced the idea of the Holy Spirit being a person who was sent to help you and come alongside you and empower your prayers and be involved in every area of your life. And last week we talked about not only the Holy Spirit's God but his personhood. So we didn't finish from last week. Please go get the, series, the message from last week. But I want to do a very high level review and then get to our lesson for today. Can I get an amen? amen. Oh, by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm bad. Uh, two, two things. If you could take your phone out real quick. I, I, I messed up. But that's okay. Tomorrow at 6 a.m., um, I'm starting a Dialed In Prayer Challenge. It's going to go from Monday tomorrow to Friday and then next Monday the 19th to Friday at 6 a.m. on Facebook Live. And if you can get information, if you text prayer to 52525, we will send you a notification at 545, 530 in the morning to remind you. But you can go on church Facebook, my Facebook, and and we're going to do a prayer. And we're actually going to put into practice what I've been talking about. We'll pray 30 minutes to an hour, whatever it is. Plan for an hour, it will be an hour or less. Uh, And we're going to pray together. Okay, every day, 6 o'clock, Monday through Friday this week. Um, I'm going to be arguably more tired than any of y'all. Why, because I work today. Okay, I'm going to be dog tired, but I'm going to be there. So I want to challenge you to get up before 6 o'clock. Be on Facebook Live at 5.59, ready to go. Amen. Bring your problems, bring your burdens, bring your requests. Number two, Easter is in three Sundays from now. Um, We have an invite that you can receive and send to a friend if you text Easter to 52525. I know there's a lot of 52525s. Uh, yeah, just you can take a picture of that. Um, but you text Easter to five two five two five, and we have a short video, ninety seconds, that you could send to whoever you want to invite to Easter. Amen, amen. Okay, John chapter fourteen. John chapter fourteen. Look what it says. I will pray to the Father, and He will give you another Helper. I want say Helper. This is Jesus speaking right before He dies and goes to heaven. He says, "I'm going to pray to the Father, and He's going to give you another Helper." Say Helper. That he may abide with you forever. Say, abide with me forever. That means he's never going to leave you. And By the way, if you want to learn, you learn more when you say than when you listen. You learn more when you do than when you watch. Are you all following me? So if you want to learn, say and do. So when I ask you to repeat, I'm not just doing it because I like feedback, but it's also going to help you learn better because you will remember more what you say than what you hear, and you will remember it even more if you write it, okay? This is just how our body works, okay? Everyone say, "Uh, and I will pray to the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the spirit that is a liar. Come on now, what does it say right there? Don't let me lead you astray, <laughs> the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he deals with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. Everybody say, I am not an orphan. I am not an orphan. I will come to you. (laughs) Here's what Jesus is saying, I'm going to send someone who's going to be with you. He's going to be in you. He's never going to leave you. He's going to be there forever. To help you. In every area of your life, including prayer. How to deal with conflict. How to deal with stress. How to deal with worries. So we're going to to make three declarations. If you have not been with us in this series, it's so important when you pray, before you ask God for anything, is that you declare truth so you can dial in and focus your thoughts on what is true versus praying on what's emotional. So we're going to declare some things about the Holy Spirit today. Say, I declare. declare. Say, I declare. declare. That the Holy Spirit is a person. person. Able to live in relationship with me. Everyone say relationship. Relationship. Very good. All of us were created in the image of God with the ability to have relationship with each other and relationship with him. Say, I declare. declare. That the Holy Spirit was sent to help me. Say, the Holy Spirit was sent to help me. The Holy Spirit, who is the spirit of God, who is all-powerful, all-knowing, all-present. He's everywhere at the same time. He's all-powerful, all-knowing, omnipresent, omnipotent, and and omniscient. He he knows everything. He was sent to live in you and live within relationship with you. Okay? Okay, next one. I declare. I declare. declare, That the Holy Spirit was sent to live in me. the The Holy Spirit was sent to live in you to help you and to have a relationship with you. If you start every single day with those declarations and the rest of the ones we're going to read today, this is your, this is your, it's in your notes. Take it home. Read it. Put it on your nightstand. And say, I'm reading it every single day. I'm going to read it in my car before I go home. I'm going to read it before I eat my lunch. I'm going to read it before I go to bed. It's factual. Then you don't have to worry about your feelings are going to dis- mislead you. You want to base your, pace, uh, base your faith on fact, not feelings. Faith is never based on feelings. It's based on fact. God loves me whether I feel it or not. Okay, I'm a son of God, whether I feel it or not. Okay, so I declare. So we're going to do some review. We're going to review five of these, then we're going to look at the last two. Say, I declare. That the Holy Spirit loves me. Uh, You want to hold me. You think I'm gorgeous. You want to love me. (laughs) Holy Spirit loves you. God sent the Holy Spirit to live in you, to have relationship with you to help you and to love you. The Holy Spirit has a mind. Say the Holy Spirit has a mind. mind. The Holy Spirit can think and interact with your thoughts. The idea of having thoughts came from God. God has a mind. He had to give us a brain so we could process what's in our mind. He doesn't have a physical brain, he's spirit, but he has a mind. He could process it, so he gave us a brain. He can interact with your thoughts, and he has ideas about you, and he's thinking about you, and he's interacting with the mind of God, the Father, about you. He has a mind. Remember, the Holy Spirit has sent, been sent to have relationship with us, to live in us, to love us. He has a mind, and everyone say, "I declare, I declare that the Holy Spirit has a will. That means he has a desire for your life. He has a plan for your life. He knows the plans God has for you and he wants to empower you and open doors of opportunity for you to fulfill what God has called you to do. So listen, you wake up in the morning, and here's the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit can say to you, listen, I've been sent to help you. I've been sent to live inside of you. I've been sent to have a relationship with you. I've been sent to love you, actually pour the love of God out in you. And I have a mind. I'm thinking about everything about your day. I'm thinking about everything you're going through. I know your thoughts. And I have answers for all your worries. And I have a will. I have a desire for your life. Why would you ever pray without interacting with that guy? And 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 what best thing to do before you interact with the Holy Spirit is to remind yourself of these things, so you know that you're talking to a person who's who can think and interact with your thoughts. Say, I declare Amen. that the Holy Spirit can be grieved. What does that mean? Ooh, you're talking to somebody, and and, God, and the Holy Spirit says, I want you to pray for them. You go, I'm not praying for them. Ooh, why not? You're talking to somebody and they say I'm sorry, and you say, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna accept the apology. Oh man, why not? The Holy Spirit's grieved. I forgave you. I love you. Do you want me to remind you of all the things you have done? Ooh. Imagine you waking up every day saying, Good morning, Holy Spirit. I know we have a relationship. I know you've been sent to live in me. I know you've been sent to help me. I know you have a mind and are smarter than me. I know you have a will for my life. I know that you love me. And I know that you can be grieved. I don't want to disappoint you. So, how about if I talk to you all day about everything I should do so I don't disappoint you? What a novel thought. How about instead of just going to church or praying a few minutes in the morning and then going about my business and then coming to you after everything falls apart or after I mess everything up, how about if we walk together? Can you do that? And you know what he would say? That's exactly why I was sent. So now we're talking. Now we're on the same page. Now we're talking. So, so you telling me I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to go on this date. I'm getting ready to sign this business deal. I'm getting ready to uh, take a test. I'm getting ready to have this conflict. Can you be involved in all that? Absolutely. That's what I'm here for. Oh, by the way, are you here to serve me and do what I want? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm here to lead. You follow. Helping doesn't mean come alongside you do what you want. Helping means to show you how you need to submit to me. <laughs> okay. Say, I declare. Amen. I declare Amen. that the Holy Spirit comforts. That the Holy Spirit comforts. Raise your hand if you're carrying a burden today. Okay, keep your hand up really high, please, just for a second. Look around the room. Everyone say, I'm not alone. Not not only are you not alone in the fact that someone else is carrying a burden, you are not alone in carrying the burden you're carrying. In other words, the Bible says no temptation is uncommon, except what God will never tempt you except what is common to man. In other words, you're going through a divorce, you're not the only one. It's hard, you're not the only one. You got cancer, you're not the only one. You got money problems. You're not the only one. It doesn't minimize it, but when the devil says you're the only one and God has isolated you and God has forgotten you, and no, 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 it's, it's, it, we're all going through a lot of similar things. So you're not alone, okay? And, and, and what's good about that is that you get to share. When God gets you through, you get to share what God has done in your life with somebody else. That God comforts you, Amen. One of the one of the reasons God comforts you, Second Corinthians. One of the reasons God comforts you, Second Corinthians, chapter one. He comforts you. So you can comfort others who have been through the same thing you have been through. That's why our, our groups are so important. We have our groups, uh, small groups in the houses all over, the, all over the county, like 800 of them. Where you can get in our group and be in a room with people who have been through stuff and say, you know what, I'm going through this and you, and you have nowhere to go. Your brother right there has been through the same thing. He can tell you. Your sister right there has been the same thing. And by the way, they are going through the same thing. When my mother was dying of cancer, we had another staff member, their, their father and their husband was dying of cancer. We can go through the same thing. Together. Okay. Holy Spirit. Okay, last two. Last two. Oh, by the way, um, read those over and over and over again. The devil doesn't want you to know all that stuff. He wants you to think you're by yourself. He wants you to think you're an orphan. And Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. Send the Holy Spirit. Okay. Number six. Let's look at this one. Last two. It says, I declare. Everyone say, I declare. I declare. That the Spirit, Holy Spirit guides us. In truth. Say, I declare declare that the the Holy Spirit guides us in truth. Never a lie. You're going to be interacting with the Spirit of God, and hopefully, it's more than your morning prayer time or whenever you pray. I would encourage you definitely to have morning prayer time so you can get counsel for the day. Versus nighttime prayer time, which is basically saying, "Lick in your wounds." <laughs> do it at night. By the way, you should pray over your sleep. You really should. Dear God, protect me in my sleep, because that's when you can get spiritually attacked by uh, the evil one. Dear God, may may here's a, here's a prayer. Lord, I surrender my bedroom to you. Yeah. Even when you have no authority in my bedroom, God protect my sleep. You should ask God that. Why not? I do that. God, I want to sleep like a baby. I want to. I, I don't need to snore because I don't. I don't. It doesn't. I don't know if that makes my experience any better. But I just want to have. I, my, if it does, my wife is really enjoying her sleep. <laughs> I'm waking her up. Come on, girl. God, protect my sleep. Lord, I pray that when I go preach today. You flow, that you speak to me, that you encourage me, that you strengthen me, okay. Ask anything. The Holy Spirit will guide you in all truth. The Bible says in John chapter 16, I believe it is, in John 16, verse 13, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. Check this out. And he will tell you things to come. The Holy Spirit is listening to the Father. And the Holy Spirit is saying what the Father is saying. If the Holy Spirit is listening to a conversation in his ear and saying that, how much more should we not get dialed into what the Father is saying, what the Spirit is saying, and say it? (laughs) You may not be catching that. The Holy Spirit's gonna say, I'm gonna tell you something. I'm God, by the way, but I am listening to the Father, so I'm gonna tell you what the Father's saying. We're gonna see later on that Jesus did miracles because he saw what the Father was doing. It's already happening, he's joining what the Father's doing. And so the Holy Spirit is hearing what the Father's saying and he's gonna tell it to you. So you get up in the morning. And all day long, and remind yourself, the Holy Spirit was sent to have, is a person. He was sent to live in a relationship with me. He was sent to live in me. He loves me. He was sent to help me. He has a will. He has a mind. He's he, he sent to comfort me. He can't be disappointed. I don't want to disappoint him. And he wants to guide me in all truth. I want to talk to that guy. Sometimes staff will come in and say, hey, I got an idea. And they'll tell me the idea. And I'll say, did God talk to you? Because, I mean, thanks for the idea, but did God talk to you about that idea? Or anybody, if anybody says that, you should say, you know, think. Or or if you have an idea, I have an idea. Just say, hey, hey God, is this okay? Because you may have an idea and God says, well, I have a different idea. They have to decide which one you're going to... I have a business idea. God, can you bless that idea? Is is this from you or not? Because I don't want to waste time. Is this relationship from you or not? Because you could waste years in a relationship. Are you following me? Are y'all following me? Yes. Thank you. You know, today's daylight savings uh, for all the people who are watching, and, and it's like this today. Uh, the clock changed. I went to bed at 7:30 last night because 7:30 was 8: 30. And I got up at 4: 30, ready to go. Came here, people walking in. <laughs> Say, Jesus! Jesus. Number seven. This is the last one. This, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 to 12. 1 Corinthians 2, 9. There are a lot of passages in the Bible that I love. This is one of my favorites. I was at a conference, I don't know, years ago. It was probably like 150 people in the room. And they sat us at tables according to our brain type. And we had to answer the same questions, uh, 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 the same questions, and then they had a representative from each brain type come up to the front and say, what was your answer to this question, like four or five questions. I don't remember the whole exercise. But I do remember one of the questions was, what do you like most about God? And so they brought us up in the front and one brain type said, we like God because he's creative. And my brain type was like, that's corny. (laughs) Then the next, and we were like booing them, right. Everyone's was like, it's not a competition, fool, but that's our brain type, so just deal with it, okay. It, it was a group of athletes, so talking trash was a, friend, it was a talk trash friendly atmosphere. Next person said, we like God because he's organized. That's weak, okay. Next group said, we like God because, I think there were four of us, we like God because he's loving. Oh, how sweet. And we were last. We said, our brain type is the best. We like God because He does big things. Now, all of them are true, and all of them are equally as true. There's no competition, it was just a fun way of us kind of jabbing each other. But our brain type did say we like God because He does big things. Him being loving is important. Probably the most important. Him being creative, him being organized, all and you can go on and on to the break of dawn about all the characteristics of God, but those are the four. God does big things. And when I mean big, significant, grand, universal, important, life-changing. Like, oh, snap. In, in, in football, there's a thing called a woo hit. When someone gets hit on a football field, and it applies to other sports, but, you know, football is probably rugby as well. When, you, when someone gets hit so hard, everybody goes, woo. <laughs> Let's do that on the count of three. One, two, three. Woo. Okay, it's like, that dude's not getting up. Okay. God does woo miracles. Where you go, whoa, that dude is talking about Jesus? That girl is wearing a skirt below her knees? I'm not saying, I'm not saying a skirt above your knees is wrong at all. But for her, <laughs> where her skirts ended here, that's a miracle. Are you following what I'm saying? <laughs> Are you following what I'm saying? Everybody's got their own flavor. Everybody's got their own issue. Got their own... Another one. That guy is not talking all day. He's actually listening. Woo. Whoa. Whoa. What's up? Jesus. That's Jesus. Let's read this. First Corinthians 2.9. I has not seen, nor ear heard. Nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Here's what this is saying. The Holy Spirit wants to tell you something God has for you that you cannot believe. And here's what happens. God loves you so much that he would do something in your life and on your behalf that you would not even believe. And when God tells you he wants to do it. Often you will reject it because you don't think you're good enough. And guess what? You're not. That's why it's called grace. I'm not good enough to be the pastor of this church. It's God's grace. I didn't earn it. Don't deserve it. Don't deserve to have a family. It's God's grace. Don't deserve to be alive at my age. It's God's grace. People who die a lot sooner than me. And so the Bible says that though I have seen, no it has heard, and hasn't entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. That means God has something he wants to give you that will blow your mind, and that God wants to bless you more than you want to bless yourself, and obviously more than you can bless yourself. That you have to believe that. And you have to understand what it is that God wants from me. That you should want to know. God, what do you want from me? I would think you would want to know that. How many of y'all want to know what God has for you? Amen? Okay, very good, very good. If you really, really, really want to know, the only way you know how much you really, really, really want to know is by what you do to find out. And I've told you many times about when I met my wife. I asked her for a phone number the first night I met her. um, It was at a dance, and I had uh, me and my boys had had bought these brown corduroy cowboy hats, (laughs) and we came to this party at our university with brown cowboy, corduroy cowboys. hats. We, we look ridiculous. Four brothers in New Haven, Connecticut. It wasn't a horse within a 100 miles of where we were. And we had brown corduroy cowboy hats on. So I wanted to say, you know, what's your name, blah blah, 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 blah. Anyway, make a long story short. By the end of the night, I was like, you know, can I get your number? And she was like, no. I said, you're going to miss out. You're going to miss out. Telling you, you could have all of this. <laughs> and she was like, uh, "I said, how am I going to find you?" She said, "Figure it out. If you want all this, do your homework." And she left. When you pray, God's not going to answer your prayers like snap a finger, like I dream a genie. You going to pray one day? And then you might pray another day, and next day you look around and your Mercedes hasn't dropped out of the sky, and you're going to stop. And here's what what God's going to say. That's what I thought. Because what I have for you, it's worth you coming after. So come on after. Come get it. One of those ways, one of, I'm not trying to put a guilt trip on you, one of those ways is tomorrow at 6 o'clock. One of those ways is to pray that thing every day. But it's got to be consistent. You're not going to get in shape working out one day a week. It's just not going to happen. And don't blame the the, the dollars DVD that you bought. And <laughs> said it never worked. Well, you never put it in this machine. Or you just sat there and ate, ate, ate chicken while they were working out on the screen. <laughs> Go to the gym and see people smoke cigarette on the, on the treadmill eating a donut. Talking about, I don't know why, this gym membership ain't helping me. <laughs> I have not seen, nor ears heard, nor entered into the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for those who love him. But check us out. But God. Everyone say, but God. But God. That's, a, that's such an awesome response. You can't pay your rent. But God. I'm having a bad day. But God. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to pay my rent. But God. I'm getting ready to die, but God, if you could ever have a clear moment before you die, you say, but God, here I come. I look forward to my death. Hopefully it's not painful. Hopefully I can say goodbye and hopefully I can think, here I come. It's going to be awesome, huh, God? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Don't cry for me. Unless I suffer for a long time, then you can cry for me. <laughs> but after I'm gone, and after you're gone, look what it says. Verse 10, but God, say, say, say but say But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit which is in the man? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us. Uh, everybody, everyone has communion, right? You have your communion things. Can you just pick those up and... We're not going to take communion right now, but I want to use this as an object lesson. Just in all the campuses, Microsites, Coronado, put your, put, your, put your cup in the air. Let me just see that you have it. Okay, OK, OK, you can put it down now. I just want you to take a second, two seconds and look at it. It's in your hand. Just look at it. Everyone say, "I see it. I see it. Say, I have it. "I have it." For show, For show. I, have it. I have it. There are things that God has freely given you, that the devil has convinced you you do not have. There are things that God has given you that you have power, an ability to have a relationship with Christ, an ability to have a relationship with a living God, ability to hear God's voice, ability to receive his vision, word of knowledge, information, insight, perspective on your calling, joy amidst pain, relief from your distress. You have that ability right in your hand in the context of a relationship with Jesus Christ. If you remember Dorothy from, uh, um, uh, go ahead, The Wizard of Oz, where does she live? What was her name? Kansas, Dorothy from Kansas, man, where have I been? Dorothy from Kansas, right? And she and she was walking around trying to get to the to the wicked wicked witch, the wicked witch. (laughs) I gotta get the broom. I gotta get the broom. I can't remember east or west, north or south. I gotta get the broom. I gotta get the broom. And they said to all over the flying monkeys coming after. And then the the guy says, Listen, all you had to do was just bam, bam, bam. (laughs) What you talking about, Willis? (laughs) That's all I had to do. That's all you had to do. So, why was I running from the monkeys? Why was I chasing the wicked witch or the whatever, the green faced lady? And her her sister, Glenda, whatever the girl's name, came down in the bubble. And that girl needed some sun. I think that bubble was blocking UV rays or something. That girl was pale, let me tell you. She came down and she's like, Dorothy, all you have to do is is no place like home. And Dorothy's like, I'm getting ready to go postal on somebody because I've been through hell trying to get home. (laughs) You ever think about that? (laughs) That's what I thought. Um, You know what the Bible says? That God has given you something that no eye has seen, no ears heard, no mind can conceive. And the Holy Spirit's the one to tell you. And you spend all day and night trying to find it on your own. And the Holy Spirit's like, ask me. I love you, I want to help you, I have a mind, I have a will. I can comfort you, I can guide you on the truth. Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. That's his role. In a minute we are going to pray. There are some of y'all who need to ask Christ to be your Savior. Because what all of us have, no matter how bad you have been in the eyes of the world, all of you have an opportunity to ask Christ to be your Savior. And then there are a lot of y'all who have asked Christ to be your Savior, but you took the Holy Spirit and you put him over here. And now you're doing it on your own. One prayer, and the prayer is this I want to surrender my life and submit myself to God. Either to be saved, or I, I, I acknowledge the presence of the Holy Spirit in my life and I want to give my life to Him. I want to submit to Him. Other than that, we're just doing church, get you nowhere. You'll come to church once a month, you'll give $2 every now and then, and your life will be just like your neighbor who doesn't know God. And then you'll wonder why go to church. Exactly. The spirit of God wants to do a miracle in your life. Because if you believe what he just said, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and it has not entered into the heart of man, the things that God has for you, and the spirit wants to show you. Duh, show me. Show me. So let's all bow our heads and pray. Lord, I wonder how many of us are like Dorothy. We are going through jungles and dark castles and being chased by flying monkeys when all we have to do is submit our life to Jesus. And we can look at those flying monkeys, because they are there, and laugh at them. We will have hope that you will get us through the valley of the shadow of death. Because we don't have to fear that evil. If you would like to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. And ask him to be your savior. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. If you have already done that and you would like to submit yourself to the spirit of God. And make a fresh commitment. I'm just going to ask you to pray a prayer with me. In the privacy of your heart. Pray, dear God. I believe you love me that you died and rose from the dead for my sin. I believe that the Holy Spirit has been sent to live in my heart. To love me. To comfort me. To guide me. I surrender my life to Jesus. I receive the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I submit to your leadership. I commit to Speaking with you every day. Trusting you with my life. Thank you, God. As our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, if you prayed that prayer in a minute, I'm going to ask you to stand up. If you prayed that prayer and you want someone to stand with you, just squeeze their hand, the person you came with, and by doing that, you're asking them, will you stand with me when he asks. The Holy Spirit wants to lead you through and around the obstacles in your life. He wants to transform your life, change the way you think. So if you prayed that prayer and you're saying, yes, I want to submit myself to the spirit of God. On the count of three, I'm going to ask you to stand up. Holy Spirit, I pray you stir people's hearts. I pray their hearts are pounding right now at an anticipation of what you're going to do in their life. So eyes closed, heads bowed. If you prayed that prayer in the count of three, I'm gonna ask you to stand up. One, two, three. Stand to your feet. God bless you. Stay standing. God bless you. 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 Stay standing good. God bless
1: you. We see you in the balcony. We see you on all levels. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God
0: bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Now, in a minute, I'm going to ask all the people who are standing to come down to the altar. If you're in the balcony, all you got to do is turn around and walk up, and the ushers will bring you down. The rest of us, we want to celebrate them and cheer for them. So come up out of your seat. Come on down to the altar. And let's give them a hand.
1: God bless you. Let's stay right there. Just face me, okay? God bless you, sir. Just face me. God bless. You. God bless you, brother. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Come forward, here we go. Oh, that's okay. God bless you. How you doing? God bless you. Welcome. You're welcome. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Hey, God bless you. 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 Hey, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Come on, let's give all these people a big hand. Come on, let's encourage them. God bless you. You're welcome. You're welcome. My pleasure. God bless you. God bless you. Oh, God bless you. Okay, thank you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Did I get you all God bless you. God bless you. It's going to be good. I love your hat, sweetie. That's a hat. That's a hat. (laughs) God bless you. 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 Come on, 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 come on. You don't know you got You got you. He got you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. All right, let's let's take out our communion. Let's take out our communion.
0: You got this cup. There was one thing. It's a baby. It's a baby. It's a baby. are
1: you doing? God bless you. God
0: bless you. There was uh, one thing. If you don't have one of these, just lift your hand up and we get someone to you. If there was one thing that Jesus said, do and remember to me was take communion. And when he said, I want you to think of me, I don't want you to think all your problems are gonna go away. Because they're not. Your ability to deal with them is going to improve. And the problem that happens, uh, the, the, the the problem of death has gone away. That you're you got heaven. But well, we want to live there now. In three weeks. Good Friday, he died, Easter he rose. And when he took the bread, he broke it. He said to everybody, this is my body, here's what's going to happen to me. I want you to think of me. Surrendering yourself to the Father is what this is all about. It's not about me giving you what you want. That's not what this is about. It's about dying (laughs) to yourself. Lord, we thank you that you set the example for us to die to ourselves. We thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your humility. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Ever since uh, the third chapter in the Bible and all through the Old Testament, in order for there to be forgiveness of sin, there had to be bloodshed. They killed animals. And what they were what God was doing was preparing people to know that there's gonna come a day when someone's going to shed their blood one last time, sinless blood for all the sins of the world. Why? Because the penalty of sin is death. Life is in the blood. Your sin is so bad, someone has to die to pay for your sin. So Jesus died, and he shed his sinless blood. That means no more sacrifice is needed. So, when you think you're doing penance or something to make up for your sin, you're wasting your time. It's already been paid. By faith, you receive it. That's good news. You already have that. God has already given it to you. You don't have to stop working to get me to forgive you. You you can't earn my forgiveness, you can't pay me back. So, stop. I just want you to walk in holiness. Lord, thank you. Thank you that we don't have to waste a lot of time and energy trying to pay you back but we walk in obedience because we appreciate you and love you and enjoy being in your presence and enjoy sharing your presence with other people. So we take this acknowledging that we are forgiven. Thank you, in Jesus' name, amen. Before all these people go in the back, I want to say something to all of y'all. You have the lesson plan we just went through. I can't encourage you enough to read that. Oh, can I? oh, let me borrow it. You have this. Thank you. There you go. Thank you. This piece of paper. Here's your prayer plan. Every week you come here during this series, this is, can be your prayer plan. Quote these declarations out loud. Say them out loud. I declare the Holy Spirit is a person able to live in relationship with me. Say all these things out loud. And you will start to notice something happening in your heart because what you're doing is you're dialing into the truth of God. Are you following what I'm saying? Simple. 6 a.m. tomorrow. Let's go. You want blessings in your life? Let's do it. Thank you. Lord, thank you for all these people. Pray you bless them. Pray for a miracle in their life. Bless them for taking, being courageous to come up here. In Jesus' name, amen. Take a right turn, everybody. Take a right turn and walk this way. Let's give them a hand. Come on now. Can y'all help her? Can you help her? Can you help her go around? Come on, let's give him a hand. Come on now. Come on, let's give him a big hand. Come on now. Pastor. Amen, amen. Thank God that we have a real God that meets real needs. Can I hear amen? Amen. Feel free to have a seat as we're closing up. We have our
1: pastor.